the first book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil schempf the first book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument the gods in council sit to call ulysses from calypso's thrall and order their high pleasures thus gray pallas to telemachus in ithaca her way addressed and did her heavenly limbs invest in mentus likeness that did reign king of the taphians in the main whose rough waves near leucadia run advising wise ulysses son to seek his father and address his course to young tantalides that governed sparta thus much said she shewed she was heaven's martial maid and vanished from him next to this the banquet of wooers is another argument alpha the deities sit the man retired the ulyssian wit by pallas fired the man o muse informed that many a way wound with his wisdom to his wished stay that wandered wondrous far when he the town of sacred troy had sacked and shivered down the cities of the world of nations with all their manners minds and fashions he saw and knew at sea felt many woes much care sustained to save from overthrows himself and friends in their retreat for home but so their fates he could not overcome though much he thirsted it o men unwise they perished by their own impieties that in their hungers rapine would not shun the oxen of the lofty going sun who therefore from their eyes the day bereft of safe return these acts in some part left tell us as others deified seed of jove now all the rest that austere death outstrove at troy's long siege at home safe anchored are free from the malice both of sea and war only ulysses is denied access to wife and home the grace of goddesses the reverend nymph calypso did detain him in her caves past all the race of men and flame to make him her loved lord and spouse and when the gods had destined that his house which ithaca on her rough bosom bears the point of time wrought out by ambient years should be his haven contention still extends her envy to him even amongst his friends all gods took pity on him only he that girds the earth in the cincture of the sea divine ulysses ever did envy and made the fixed port of his birth to fly but he himself solemnized a retreat to the ethiops far dissundered in their seat in two parts parted at the sun's descent and underneath his golden orient the first and last of men to enjoy their feast of bulls and lambs and hecatombs addressed at which he sat given over to delight the other gods in heaven's supremest height were all in council met to whom began the mighty father both of god and man discourse inducing matter that inclined to wise ulysses calling to his mind faithful Aegisthus, who to death was done by young orestes agamemnon's son his memory to the immortals then moved jove thus deeply oh how falsely men accuse us gods as authors of their ill when by the bane of their own bad lives instill they suffer all the miseries of their states past our inflictions and beyond their fates as now Aegisthus past his fate did wed the wife of agamemnon 
and in dread to suffer death himself to shun his ill incurred it by the loose bent of his will in slaughtering atrides in retreat which we foretold him would so hardly set to his murderous purpose sending mercury that slaughtered argus our considerate spy to give him this charge do not wed his wife nor murder him for thou shalt buy his life with ransom of thine own imposed on thee by his orestes when in him shall be atrides self renewed and but the prime of youth's spring put abroad in thirst to climb his haughty father's throne by his high axe these words of hermes wrought not into facts aegisthus powers good counsel he despised and to that good his ill is sacrificed pallas whose eyes did sparkle like the skies answered o sire supreme of deities aegisthus passed his faith and had desert to warrant our infliction and convert may all the pains such impious men inflict on innocent sufferers to revenge as strict their own hearts eating but that ithacus thus never meriting should suffer thus i deeply suffer his more pious mind divides him from these fortunes though unkind is piety to him giving him a fate more suffering than the most unfortunate so long kept friendless in the sea-girt soil where the sea's navel is a sylvan isle in which the goddess dwells that doth derive her birth from atlas who of all alive the motion and the fashion doth command with his wise mind whose forces understand the inmost deeps and gulfs of all the seas who for his skill of things superior stays the two steep columns that prop earth and heaven his daughter tis who holds this homeless driven still mourning with her evermore profuse of soft and winning speeches that abuse and make so languishingly and possessed with so remiss a mind her loved guest manage the action of his way for home where he though in affection overcome in judgment yet more longs to show his hopes his country's smoke leap from their chimney-tops and death asks in her arms yet never shall thy loved heart be converted on his thrall austere olympius did not ever he in ample troy thy altars gratify and grecian's fleet make in thy offering swim jove why still then burns thy wrath to him the cloud assembler answered what words fly bold daughter from thy pale ivory as if i ever could cast from my care divine ulysses who exceeds so far all men in wisdom and so oft hath given to all the immortals throned in ample heaven so great and sacred gifts but his decrees that holds the earth in with his nimble knees stand to ulysses longing so extreme for taking from the godful polypheme his only eye a cyclop that excelled all other cyclops with whose burden swelled the nymph thusa the divine increase of forces seeds the great god of the seas she mixed with neptune in his hollow caves and bore this cyclop to that god of waves for whose lost eye the earth-shaker did not kill erring ulysses but reserves him still in life for more death but use we our powers and round about us cast these cares of ours all to discover how we may prefer his wished retreat and neptune make forbear his stern eye to him since no one god can in spite of all prevail but gainst a man to this this answer made the grey eye maid supreme of rulers 
since so well appaid the blessed gods are all then now in thee to limit wise ulysses misery and that you speak as you referred to me prescription for the means in this sort be their sacred order let us now address with utmost speed our swift argicides to tell the nymph that bears the golden tress in the isle ogygia that tis our will she should not stay our loved ulysses still but suffer his return and then will i to ithaca to make his son apply his sire's inquest the more infusing force into his soul to summon the concourse of curl-headed greeks to counsel and deter each wooer that hath been the slaughterer of his fat sheep and crooked-headed beeves from more wrong to his mother and their leaves take in such terms as fit desert so great to sparta then and pylos where doth beat bright amanthus the flood and epithet to all that kingdom my advice shall send the spirit advanced prince to the pious end of seeking his lost father if he may receive report from fame where rests his stay and make besides his own successive worth known to the world and set in action forth this said her winged shoes to her feet she tied formed all of gold and eternified that on the round earth or the sea sustained her ravished substance swift as gusts of wind then took she her strong lance with steel made keen great massy active that whole hosts of men though all heroes conquers if her ire their wrongs inflame backed by so great a sire down from olympus top she headlong dived and swift as thought in ithaca arrived close at ulysses gates in whose first court she made her stand and for her breast support leaned on her iron lance her form impress with mentis likeness come as being a guest there found she those proud wooers that were then set on those oxides that themselves had slain before the gates and all at dice were playing to them the heralds and the rest obeying filled wine and water some still as they played and some for solemn supper state pervade with porous sponges cleansing tables served with much rich feast of which to all they curved godlike telemachus amongst them sat grieved much in mind and in his heart begat all representment of his absent sire how come from far-off parts his spirits would fire with those proud wooers sight with slaughter parting their bold concourse and to himself converting the honours they usurped his own commanding in this discourse he first saw pallas standing unbidden entry uprose and addressed his pace right to her angry that a guest should stand so long at gate and coming near her right hand took took in his own her spear and thus saluted grace to your repair fair guest your welcome shall be likewise fair enter and cheered with feasts disclose the intent that caused your coming this said first he went and pallas followed to a room they came steep and of state the javelin of the dame he set against a pillar vast and high amidst a large and bright-kept armory which was besides with woods of lances graced of his grave fathers in a throne he placed the man-turned goddess under which was spread a carpet rich and of deviceful thread a footstool staying her feet and by her chair another seat 
all garnished wondrous fair to rest or sleep on in the day he set far from the priests of wooers lest at meat the noise they still made might offend his guest disturbing him at banquet or at rest even to his combat with that pride of theirs that kept no noble form in their affairs and these he set far from them much the rather to question freely of his absent father a table fairly polished then was spread on which a reverend officer set bread and other servitors all sorts of meat salads and flesh such as their haste could get served with observance in and then the sewer poured water from a great and golden ewer that from their hands to a silver cauldron ran both washed and seated close the voiceful man fetched cups of gold and set by them and round those cups with wine with all endeavour crowned then rushed in the rude wooers themselves placed the heralds water gave the maids in haste served bread from baskets when of all prepared and set before them the bold wooers shared their pages plying their cups past the rest but lusty wooers must do more than feast for now their hungers and their thirst delayed they called for songs and dances those they said were the ornaments of feast the herald straight a harp carved full of artificial slight thrust into Phemius's a learned singer's hand who till he much was urged on terms did stand but after played and sung with all his art telemachus to pallas then apart his ear inclining close that none might hear in this sort said my guest exceeding dear will you not sit incensed with what i say these are the cares these men take feast and play which easily they may use because they eat free and unpunished of another's meat and of a man's whose white bones wasting lie in some far region with the incessancy of showers poured down upon them lying ashore or in the seas washed naked who if he wore those bones with flesh and life and industry and these might here in ithaca set eye on him returned they all would wish to be either past other in celerity of feet and knees and not contend to exceed in golden garments but his virtues feed the fate of ill death nor is left to me the least hope of his life's recovery no not if any of the mortal race should tell me his return the cheerful face of his returned day never will appear but tell me and let truth your witness bear who and from whence you are what city's birth what parents in what vessel set you forth and with what mariners arrived you here i cannot think you a foot passenger recount then to me all to teach me well fit usage for your worth and if it fell in chance now first that you thus see us here or that in former passages you were my father's guest for many men have been guests to my father studious of men his sociable nature ever was on him again the grey-eyed maid did pass this kind reply i'll answer passing true all thou hast asked my birth his honour drew from wise anchialus the name i bear is mentus the commanding islander of all the taphians studious in the art of navigation having touched this part with ship and men of purpose to maintain course through the dark seas to the other languaged men and Tamesis sustains the city's name for which my ship is bound 
made known by fame for rich in brass which my occasions need and therefore bring i shining steel instead which their use wants yet makes my vessel's freight that near a ploughed field rides at anchor's weight apart this city in the harbour called rethrus whose waves with Neus's woods are walled thy sire and i were ever mutual guests at either's house still interchanging feasts i glory in it ask when thou shalt see Laertes, the old hero these of me from the beginning he men say no more visits the city but will needs deplore his son's believed loss in a private field one old maid only at his hands to yield food to his life as oft as labour makes his old limbs faint which though he creeps he takes along a fruitful plain set all with vines which husbandman like though a king he proins but now i come to be thy father's guest i hear he wanders while these wooers feast and as the immortals prompt me at this hour i tell thee out of a prophetic power not as professed a prophet nor clear seen at all times what shall after chance to men what i conceive for this time will be true the gods inflictions keep your sire from you divine ulysses yet abides not dead above earth nor beneath nor buried in any seas as you late conceive but with the broad sea sieged is kept alive within an isle by rude and upland men that in his spite his passage home detain yet long it shall not be before he tread his country's dear earth though solicited and held from his return with iron chains for he hath wit to forge a world of trains and will of all be sure to make good one for his return so much relied upon but tell me and be true art thou indeed so much a son as to be said the seed of ithacus himself exceeding much thy forehead and fair eyes at his form touch for oftentimes we met as you and i meet at this hour before he did apply his powers for troy when other grecian states in hollow ships were his associates but since that time mine eyes could never see renowned ulysses nor met his with me the wise telemachus again replied you shall with all i know be satisfied my mother certain says i am his son i know not nor was ever simply known by any child the sure truth of his sire but would my veins had took in living fire from some man happy rather than one wise whom age might see seized of what youth may prize but he whoever of the mortal race is most unblest he holds my father's place this since you asked i answer she again the gods sure did not make the future strain both of thy race and days obscure to thee since thou wert born so of penelope the style may by thy after acts be one of so great sire the high undoubted son say truth in this then what this feasting here what all this rout is all this nuptial cheer or else some friendly banquet made by thee for here no shots are where all sharers be past measure contumeliously this crew fare through thy house which should the ingenuous view of any good or wise man come and find impiety seeing played in every kind he could not but through every vein be moved again telemachus my guest much loved since you demand and sift these sights so far i grant twere fit a house so regular 
rich and so faultless once in government should still at all parts the same form present that gave it glory while her lord was here but now the gods that us displeasure bear have otherwise appointed and disgrace my father most of all the mortal race for whom i could not mourn so were he dead amongst his fellow-captains slaughtered by common enemies or in the hands of his kind friends had ended his commands after he had egregiously bestowed his power and order in a war so vowed and to his tomb all greeks their grace had done that to all ages he might leave his son immortal honour but now harpies have digged in their gorges his abhorred grave obscure inglorious death had made his end and me for glories to all griefs contend nor shall i any more mourn him alone the gods have given me other cause of moan for look how many optimates remain in samos or the shores dulichian shades and kynthus or how many bear rule in the rough brows of this island here so many now my mother and this house at all parts make defame and ruinous and she her hateful nuptials nor denies nor will dispatch their importunities though she beholds them spoil still as they feast all my free house yields and the little rest of my dead sire in me perhaps intend to bring ere long to some untimely end this pallas sighed and answered oh said she absent ulysses is much missed by thee that on these shameless suitors he might lay his reekful hands should he now come and stay in thy court's first gates armed with helm and shield and two such darts as i have seen him wield when first i saw him in our taphian court feasting and doing his deserts disport when from ephorus he returned by us from ilus son to centaur memorus to whom he travelled through the watery dreads forbane to poison his sharp arrows heads that death but touched caused which he would not give because he feared the gods that ever lived would plague such death with death and yet their fear was to my father's bosom not so dear as was thy father's love for what he sought my loving father found him to a thought if such as then ulysses might but meet with these proud wooers all were at his feet but instant dead men and their nuptials would prove as bitter as their dying galls but these things in the gods knees are reposed if his return shall see with reek enclose these in his house or he return no more and therefore i advise thee to explore all ways thyself to set these wooers gone to which end give me fit attention to-morrow into solemn council call the greek heroes and declare to all the gods being witness what thy pleasure is command to towns of their nativity these frontless wooers if thy mother's mind stands to her second nuptial so inclined return she to her royal father's towers where the one of these may wed her and her dowers make rich and such may consort with grace so dear a daughter of so great a race and thee i warn as well if thou as well wilt hear and follow take thy best-built sail with twenty oars manned and haste to inquire where the abode is of thy absent sire if any can inform thee or thine ear from jove the fame of his retreat may hear for chiefly jove gives all that honours men to pylos first be thy addression then to godlike nestor 
thence to sparta haste to gold-locked menelaus who was last of all the brass-armed greeks that sailed from troy and try from both these if thou canst enjoy news of thy sire's returned life anywhere though sad thou sufferest in his search a year if of his death thou hearest return thou home and to his memory erect a tomb performing parent rites of feast and game pompous and such as best may fit his fame and then thy mother a fit husband give these past consider how thou mayest deprive of worthless life these wooers in thy house by open force or projects enginous things childish fit not thee the art so no more hast thou not heard how all men did adore divine orestes after he had slain aegisthus murdering by a treacherous train his famous father be then my most loved valiant and manly every way approved as great as he i see thy person fit noble thy mind and excellent thy wit all given thee so to use and manage here that even past death they may their memories bear in meantime i'll descend to ship and men that much expect me be observant then of my advice and careful to maintain in equal acts thy royal father's reign telemachus replied you ope fair guest a friend's heart in your speech as well expressed as might a father serve to inform his son all which sure place have in my memory won abide yet though your voyage calls away that having bathed and dignified your stay with some more honour you may yet beside delight your mind by being gratified with some rich present taken in your way that as a jewel your respect may lay up in your treasury bestowed by me as free friends use to guests of such degree detain me not said she so much inclined to haste my voyage what thy loved mind commands to give at my return this way bestow on me that i directly may convey it home which more of price to me the more it asks my recompense to thee this said away grey-eyed minerva flew like to a mounting lark and did endue his mind with strength and boldness and much more made him his father long for than before and weighing better who his guest might be he stood amazed and thought a deity was there descended to whose will he framed his powers at all parts and went so inflamed amongst the wooers who were silent set to hear a poet sing the sad retreat the greeks performed from troy which was from thence proclaimed by pallas pain of her offence when which divine song was perceived to bear that mournful subject by the listening ear of wise penelope icarus's seed who from an upper room had given it heed down she descended by a winding stair not solely but the state in her repair two maids of honour made and when this queen of women stooped so low she might be seen by all her wooers in the door aloof entering the hall graced with a goodly roof she stood in shade of graceful veils implied about her beauties on either side her honoured women when to tears moved thus she chid the sacred singer phemius you know a number more of these great deeds of gods and men that are the sacred seeds and proper subjects of a poet's song and those due pleasures that to men belong besides these facts that furnish troy's retreat sing one of those to these 
that round your seat they may with silence sit and taste their wine but cease this song that through these ears of mine conveys deserved occasion to my heart of endless sorrows of which the desert in me unmeasured is past all these men so endless is the memory i retain and so desertful is that memory of such a man as hath a dignity so broad it spreads itself through all the pride of greece and argos to the queen replied inspired telemachus why thus envies my mother him that fits societies with so much harmony to let him please his own mind in his will to honour these for these ingenious and first sort of men that do immediately from jove retain their singing raptures are by jove as well inspired with choice of what their songs impel jove's will is free in it and therefore theirs nor is this man to blame that the repairs the greeks make homeward sings for his fresh muse men still most celebrate that sings most news and therefore in his note your ears employ for not ulysses only lost in troy the day of his return but numbers more the deadly ruins of his fortunes bore go you then in and take your work in hand your web and distaff and your maids command to ply their fit work words to men are due and those reproving counsels you pursue and most to me of all men since i bear the rule of all things that are managed here she went amazed away and in her heart laid up the wisdom pallas did impart to her loved son so lately turned again up to her chamber and no more would reign in manly counsels to her women she applied her sway and to the wooers he began new orders other spirits berayed than those in spite of which the wooers swayed and whiles his mother's tears still washed her eyes till grey minerva did those tears surprise with timely sleep and that her wooers did rouse rude tumult up through all the shady house disposed to sleep because their widow was telemachus this new given spirit did pass on their old insolence ho you that are my mother's wooers much too high ye bear your petulant spirits sit and while ye may enjoy me in your banquets see ye lay these loud notes down nor do this man the wrong because my mother hath disliked his song to grace her interruption tis a thing honest and honoured too to hear one sing numbers so like the gods in elegance as this man flows in by the morn's first light i call ye all before me in a court that i may clearly banish your resort with all your rudeness from these roofs of mine away and elsewhere in your feasts combine consume your own goods and make mutual feast at either's house or if ye still hold best and for your humours more sufficed fill to feed to spoil because unpunished still on other findings spoil but here i call the eternal gods to witness if it fall in my wish to reach once to be dealing wrecks by jove's high bounty these your present checks to what i give in charge shall add more range to my revenge hereafter and the pains ye then must suffer shall pass all your pride ever to see redressed or qualified at this all bit their lips and did admire his words sent from him with such phrase and fire which so much moved them that antinous eupitheus's son cried out telemachus the gods i think have wrapped thee to this height of elocution and this great conceit of self-ability 
we all may pray that jove invest not in this kingdom sway thy forward forces which i see put forth a hot ambition in thee for thy birth be not offended he replied if i shall say i would assume this empery if jove gave leave you are not he that sings the rule of kingdoms is the worst of things nor is it ill at all to sway a throne a man may quickly gain possession of mighty riches make a wondrous prize set of his virtues but the dignities that deck a king there are enough beside in this circumfluous isle that want no pride to think them worthy of as young as i and old as you are an ascent so high my thoughts affect not dead is he that held desert of virtue to have so excelled but of these turrets i will take on me to be the absolute king and reign as free as did my father over all his hand left here in this house slaves to my command eurymachus the son of polybus to this made this reply telemachus the girlond of this kingdom let the knees of deity run for but the faculties this house is seized of and the turrets here thou shalt be lord of nor shall any bear the least part off of all thou dost possess as long as this land is no wilderness nor ruled by outlaws but give these their pass and tell me best of princes who he was that guested here so late from whence and what in any region boasted he his state his race his country brought he any news of thy returning father or for dues of monies to him made he fit repair how suddenly he rushed into the air nor would sustain to stay and make him known his port showed no debauched companion he answered the return of my love sire is past all hope and should rude fame inspire from any place a flattering messenger with news of his survival he should bear no least belief off from my desperate love which if a sacred prophet should approve called by my mother for her cares unrest it should not move me for my late fair guest he was of old my father's touching here from sea-girt taphos and for name doth bear mentas the son of wise anchialus and governs all the taphian studious of navigation this he said but knew it was a goddess these again withdrew to dances and attraction of the song and while their pleasures did the time prolong the sable even descended and did steep the lids of all men in desire of sleep telemachus into a room built high of his illustrious court and to the eye of circular prospect to his bed ascended and in his mind much weighty thought contended before him eurycleia that well knew all the observance of a handmaid's due daughter to opus pacenorides bore two bright torches who did so much please laertes in her prime that for the price of twenty oxen he made merchandise of her rare beauties and love's equal flame to her he felt as to his nuptial dame yet never durst he mix with her in bed so much the anger of his wife he fled she now grown old to young telemachus two torches bore and was obsequious past all his other maids and did apply her service to him from his infancy his well-built chamber reached she oped the door he on his bed sat the soft weeds he wore put off and to the diligent old maid gave all who fitly all in thick folds laid and hung them on a bean-pin near the bed that round about was rich embroidered 
then made she haste forth from him and did bring the door together with a silver ring and by a string a bar to it did pull he laid covered well with curled wool woven in silk quilts all night employed his mind about the task that pallas had designed end of the first book